Hi, I'm Jess Bracey. And I'm Darren Coventry. And this is a special episode of More Tea following the death and the funeral of Her Majesty the Queen. Yeah, so we're going to be catching up with Mark Smith. He's the metal expert you might remember from lots of episodes of More Tea. He also appears on the Antiques Roadshow, so he really does know his stuff. And we're going to talk to him about what we've seen. And following the funeral on the 19th of September, so many questions have been posed on social media about why certain royals were wearing medals, what do they mean, and the future of medals as well. And it's been great to get his experience on that. Hello, Mark. Thanks for coming back to talk to us about gallantry medals. And uh, we thought we'd get you back to do some talking about the medals that the whole world seen on show, I suppose, around the funeral and all the ceremonies that happened following the death of uh, Queen Elizabeth II. And uh, obviously there was a lot of bling on show. It really was a spectacular show of medals. And for someone like myself who, who you know, genuinely does like his medals and, and can recognise all of those ribbons and things, there really were some amazing things on show. Maybe one thing we could start with is, you know, explain what the difference might be between a, a, a gallantry medal, an operational medal, and then... I guess it's orders of chivalry. Yes. Okay. So you you have the three things: orders, decorations, and medals. So if we if we take them in the order you said, medals first of all is what re- really we call the campaign medals. So these are medals given to service people predominantly, but not always. Civilians can also get them if they're in the right place. And these are the medals that are given to people to show in which theatres of operations they have acted. And there has to be a specified time for the person usually to spend in that theatre of time. So it's usually something like 30 days, not always, but it's usually something like 30 days. So a person has to be in that country where an operation is undertaking uh, for a period of 30 days. Uh, But there is a proviso to that, which says unless their service is curtailed by death or wounds. So if you do go into a theatre and you are injured or or bless you, you're killed, then the medal will be awarded to you posthumously. I guess for the royals, we saw Prince Harry sporting uh, operational service medals and, service medal. and Prince Andrew from yeah. his time in the Falklands. So. That's right. So they are the two campaign medals that we saw on the on those two royals. Um, obviously, the operational service medal had the clasp on it for Afghanistan. And the uh, South Atlantic medal, which is the medal proper name for the Falklands uh, campaign in 1982 was also seen obviously on uh, on Prince Andrew's chest. So then once you're in theatre, I suppose, there is opportunities then for acts of gallantry. And those are the medals that are given for specific things and are always worn at the front of all of the campaign medals. So when one looks at a set of medals, the first thing you do is you look to the you look to the front. So for the front, I mean that's the bit closest to the buttons on the tunic or on the jacket. So the medals, if you look at them, they run from right to left. So um, you look first towards the the sort of centre of the chest of the person to see if there's any gallantry. And then you move along that and you look to see which campaign medals there are. And then the next group that you'll see will be uh, coronation and jubilee medals. And then after that, you see um, medals for long service. The tricky one and the exciting one is the ones that you don't usually see are what are called the orders of chivalry. And these are the things that post nominal letters after your name. So 
The easiest way of doing that is to say that you will see people who might have an MBE or an OBE. Uh, and those are the medals that you see worn on the chest um, in the same place as the gallantry awards with, with gallantry as well. Um, but then the, the more exotic ones are the ones that make you a dame or a sir. So the ones that knight you. And these are the ones that are worn around the neck and uh, are accompanied by a, a big metal star badge, which is on the, the breast pocket of the left hand side of the jacket. And the ones that we saw mostly, which is the highest order you can get, is the Order of the Garter. So that was worn by uh, His Majesty the King and uh, the Prince of Wales now. And that was recognised. You can recognise that by the fact that they are wearing uh, across their uniforms a, a light blue sash. And on the end of that sash at the right hip, there is a badge, which is called the George. Yeah, the, and there was quite a lot of people talking online about, uh, for example, Mike Tyndall, former rugby player. Um, yes. and, and about his medals and why he was wearing three, I think, is is what he had. And and of course, one of those was a uh, an MBE. And then right. as a member of the Royal Household, I guess he was awarded some of the Jubilee medals. So most recently... He got the Jubilee medals. So the ones that you could see really on parade there were, were, the, were the Golden Jubilee, Diamond Jubilee, and um, some of the Royal Family, well, all of the Royal Family were wearing the Platinum Jubilee yeah. medals. And then um, Jess mentioned about the, the pole bearers. Yeah, so it's been in the news and across social media, especially since the funeral took place, the pallbearers should be given a medal. Um, Most people started with, they deserve a round of drinks at the bar, and then it's like, they should get a medal. It has escalated. What are your thoughts on that? Because they played such an important role and their picture was splashed all over newspapers for the following days. Well, definitely. I mean, the job that those chaps did in, in carrying Her Majesty's coffin was just, you know, it was outstanding. The whole world really held its breath as they as they came out of those doorways and, and manoeuvred it towards coffins or gun carriages. And and it was done with with pure military precision that, that will be in awe of people for many years to come. Um, as as a sort of a precedent, if it is something to do with the royal family, particularly, there's a very strange sort of probably unknown medal really or group of medals called the Royal Victorian Order. Um, These were instituted a long time ago, about 1896, and they come in various sort of levels, I suppose. Uh, And what they're given for is uh, important or personal service to a royal sovereign. So I think that would be, you know, the sort of the level that we're looking at. So the medal that I think they would probably be entitled to is called something called the Royal Victorian Medal. Uh, and that that is the medal that the royal family uh, and the sovereign have to reward people for particular service to their family. The amount of attention to detail that they put in to those few days should really be equated to, you know, many years of service for, for other people doing other things because their service that day was exemplary and it was seen by the world and they they did such a good job and they they really really championed what this country is about in terms of military prestige they were fantastic and it's also worth remembering as well that some of the Paul Bearer party had only just returned from Iraq yes i i read that in the paper as well so yeah and I, they would have had to have practiced that for a very very long time 
And they would have been practicing that for hours and hours and hours in the wee small hours in the darkness uh, to make certain that their procession was absolutely perfectly done. And there was there was never a moment. We all held our breath as they did all of the maneuvers that they did. But there was never a moment where they fought it. They were they were superb. Thank you. And I guess last thing I wanted to get your opinion on is, do we think there would be a King's Coronation Medal issued? There has to be. Yes. All all monarchs in the in the modern age um, have had coronation medals and uh, all of the people who will be on parade that day, police, um, military, but whoever will be on parade that day will be awarded the coronation medal. And one would hope that the pallbearer party would be invited to the coronation as well so that they could also have that medal as well. Very well said, especially um, as we look towards that coronation we're still unaware of what date that is set to be at the moment but we're expecting that to be for 2023 i guess there's one thing away from medals mark and that's about the change of the crown so a lot of insignia and a lot of um uh, logos a lot of military and official departments use the queen's crown um what do you think will happen I guess not quickly, but over the next months and years um, to existing insignia. There is a king's crown, which which is seen on medals and on military buttons and military cap badges and military insignia. Uh, and one one would suppose that His Majesty would wish to continue that uh, tradition and change the the crown that we see on military badges and buttons and in in many many different forms we we would we would wonder that he would wish to change that to the king's crown version um for whatever his new badges and bad um you know medals and etc will be because there has to be an effigy for him for coins there has to be an effigy for him for stamps there has to be an effigy for him for medals so a lot of the medals show the monarch wearing a crown. Um, so, uh, and and certainly all of the buttons that soldiers wear and the and the cap badges they wear have a, are surmounted by a crown. Uh, and that at the moment is is a is a queen's crown version. Uh, and that presumably His Majesty will wish to change that to a king's crown. And I guess that's uh, the, for the foreseeable future, at least that it, it would be a king. Um, the next. Well, for for all of those, I don't know how fast it happens. I know that every now and then I get to see buttons with Edward VIII's monogram on. So buttons and emblems were being made before Edward VIII abdicated. So by the time I would think, I'm not an expert on that, but I would think by the time of the coronation, certainly every soldier, sailor, airman, etc., who it wears a uniform with a with a crown on a, on a button or a, a badge. And by the time of the coronation, they will all have to have been changed to their new royal cipher. I went to the opera the other night, and there, before the the uh, the opera started, were the were the curtain. And at the bottom of the curtains, on each sort of half of as it pulled apart, was an enormous royal cipher with E two R and Her Majesty's crown. And I I turned and said to my friend who I was sitting next to, they're going to have to change that because 
alas, that is no more. It will have to change to Charles III. It's not until you know about this that you start to see crowns and ciphers. Thing that there everywhere. are, you know, even even pillar boxes. Um, pillar boxes have E2R on them, but there's one there's one near my house that has VR on it for Victoria. So, you know, even pillar boxes will have to change to Charles III. It's not until you, you kind of understand that that you t- start to see them everywhere. And they, they're yeah. kind of in all parts of li- daily life. And it's not just in the yeah. UK either. It's in the, the sovereign bases, the overseas territories, for example, in the Falkland Islands, being down there, seeing the telephone Absolutely. boxes and the the uh, letter yeah. boxes. In your experience, the exactly. past week must have been so busy for you with lots of people kind of picking your brain as a medal expert in this. It has been fun, actually. Um, there, there's always the there's always the one that you get asked, which is um, His Majesty the King wears a medal which has a, a white, red and black zigzag ribbon. And everyone always asks, what is that? And that's uh, it's one of the orders of Australia. That one's quite a good question, but he, he's always seen wearing that. And uh, there, there were a few other people who asked me, uh, you know, what, what is that? And uh, sometimes you have to have a bit of a peer because the pictures weren't, weren't so good. But there were an awful lot of medals on display and it was lovely and, and amazing, really, to see all of those who were wearing that red ribbon of the Victoria Cross and those men and women who were wearing the George Cross in the blue ribbon. And then to see, I think it was Johnson Bahari pushing another Victoria Cross holder in a wheelchair and I was asked many times who was the man in the wheelchair and that was an Australian chap called Keith Payne who was awarded the Victoria Cross very unusually in the 1960s in Vietnam but that was Keith. Yeah I saw that picture and that was the very small band of people there in that very exclusive club of the uh, Victoria Cross and George Cross Association and uh, it would make a great series if we could get all of them on Um, but of course, we've um, we have had Pete Norton, George Cross. Um, he is the yes. president of the association. He appeared in uh, in one of our episodes. If uh, people want to have a listen to Pete's story, as Her Majesty said, it's not about the medal; it's about the deed behind the medal. And to actually see those men wear it is um, in this day and age is, is quite is quite a unique and spectacular event. Well, Mark, thanks for coming on and sharing your wisdom about medals, and hopefully we can answer some of those questions that people have got um, out there about the, the sites that we saw on that um, you know, amazing display of ceremony that we saw at the Queen's Funeral. No problem. As always, happy to help. That's all for now. If you like the series, rate it, leave us a review and share it with your mates. 